T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Payroll. Go to PatriotSoftware.com. Use promo code RADIO and get two months of payroll processing free. That's PatriotSoftware.com. With PatriotSoftware.com. Accounting and payroll. Keep your time and money. Oh, 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 oh. Hi, welcome to Ikea and our winter sale. Hi, we've got hundreds of offers on everything from storage solutions to... Uh, I'm sorry, did you say hundreds? <laughs> yes. I'm still working from home. Anything to help me get organized? Absolutely. Check out our offers on shelving and desks. Oh, what about mattresses? Yep, those too. Dressers? Sofas? Yes, and yes. I think I need a bigger cart. Visit us at ikea-usa.com slash offers for details. Offer dates may vary. U.S. only while supplies last. Selection may vary by store and online. See store on ikea-usa.com slash offers for complete terms. Restrictions apply. Donate your car today at carsforkids.org. That's cars with a K. Your car, running or not, can be picked up as soon as the next day. Hurry to get a maximum 2022 tax deduction and a vacation voucher. When back to the office means back in traffic. Blocking the three right lanes, multiple emergency crews on the scene. You can rely on your Northern California Honda Dealers Traffic Center. On the shoulder now, so that's good. Traffic is getting by. From your traffic leader, KCBS. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMC-FM at HD1 San Francisco. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Got a little coffee issue. Usually have my last cup right now, but uh, coffee machine's broke. So we get Tim Jordan in here. All right, let's uh, let's get serious. Um, Eric Crocker, Locked On 49ers podcast, joining us right now. Uh, Former NFL defensive back. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, no problem. Let me uh, let me get you to put yourself in the 49er position. They're sitting with a number three seed right now. Uh, Minnesota's right there at two. It would mean a home second round game. Like, how important is that for the Niners to get to two? How much emphasis do you think they're putting on that these last two weeks? I, I think it's ideal, right? Like, just for travel plans. You know, you know, and some of these games are kind of weird in the playoffs where you can play on the Sunday, then you might have to play on the Saturday the next week. And if you have to travel, that takes a week out of your preparation. So ideally, you would like to have that two seed, so you are a little bit more guaranteed that uh, second-round home game if you, in fact, uh, you know, win that wild-card round. But ultimately, you, know, you want to be in the comfort of your home and your facility doing everything you have to do to prepare for this next game. So I would say that 
Um, it's not a huge deal because the 49ers have shown that they can travel and beat anyone in the playoffs. But ideally, you would like to be at home. Eric, there is a story written by Matt Barrows kind of taking people inside the locker room, specifically at halftime. And obviously, you've been in these locker rooms. You know, the story centered around a reporter being a fly on the wall and kind of not breaking, but giving a glimpse into what the sanctity of the locker room is like. If you were at halftime of a football game and you saw a reporter standing on the wall, what would be your reaction? Uh, you know, the, the funny thing about like the media when it comes to professional sports is a lot of times you don't really pay attention to that. I think that's more of like the outside people that pay attention to, either rumors or reports and things like that. When you're inside the building, it's typically totally different. And, and obviously if you see something being read about you, then, you know, of course, you'll or written about you, you'll, you might come across that. Maybe a family member uh, points it out to you. But ultimately, if I was in a locker room, I see Matt Barrows or Mayoko or uh, Tim Kalkami or whoever else, to me, it doesn't matter. I'm focused on what my coach is saying mm. and whatever we're trying to do to prepare uh, for this second half to make any type of adjustments that we need to make. So typically, you're more focused on the task at hand and what you have to do than who's in the room with you. Eric Crocker joining us on 95.7 The Game. You can hear him on the Locked On 49ers uh, podcast. Let me let me ask you this, uh, uh, Eric. So, you know, since the 49ers got McCaffrey, they've been rolling. They're, they're uh, what, 11-4. and four. They've won eight in a row. And we, we completely see kind of their recipe for success. It's, it's a heavy dose of McCaffrey, spread the ball around, you know, running game. That's their recipe for success. If you were to look into your crystal ball and I said, well, what's going to get the 49ers beat, Eric? What's going to be the reason that they do lose a playoff game? How do you see? How would you see that coming down? I think not being able to run the rock. You know, you look back and you talked about the 49ers on an eight-game winning streak. Well, one of their losses um, a couple months ago was to the Atlanta Falcons. And if you look at what they did on the ground in that game, I mean, it was a very protrude running game. You had a guy fumble. It was returned for a touchdown. It's like everybody averaged like two yards carry. I think your leading rusher maybe had 24 yards or 25 yards. That is not ideal for how the 49ers want to play football. I saw a video of, I think, Kurt uh, Binkert, a former, he was on the practice squad with the 49ers, and he talked about their offense and their preparation and how they don't do two-minute drill. They, he said they spend the least amount of preparation on two-minute drill than any team that he's ever been around. I think partly because, more times than not, they're not really in that situation where they have to go fast. So when you watch the Falcons game, and now the run game is not working, you find yourself behind, and now you have to go faster when they don't have an offense that's really built for that. And I think those type of things can get them in trouble. So if they can't run the ball and they fall behind, that's where things can get a little sticky for the 49ers. Eric, we heard this week – Dre Greenlaw was discussing, you know, the the big stat that's been going around about the 49ers, the 0-13 record of teams directly in their games after playing the 49ers. And I thought I thought his response was interesting. He basically said, I don't like that stat because basically, you know, we don't know what type of team those teams that we're beating really are. Do you see the 49ers strength of schedule or lack thereof being something that is going to be brought up anytime there's a playoff matchup in the future, or is it just kind of a coincidence where, hey, a lot of these teams in each of these specific spots have, have taken L's after the 49ers, and maybe Drake Greenlaw doesn't have an eye, you know, is trying to figure out just who this team is, 
How much do you care about what the schedule says about the Niners thus far? I think if you look at the, the teams over the eight-game winning streak, 49ers definitely had the advantage in most of those games, or really all of them. Uh, the opponents weren't great. I think I would be a little bit, bit more worried. Uh, like, let's say if I was you know, a huge fan and, I, and I'm like, oh, man, they haven't really beat anybody. But I would look at how they're beating these teams. It is not like these games are really close. First of all, NFL is tough in general just to win every week and to win eight straight games. That's difficult in the NFL. We just watched a couple weeks ago the Dallas Cowboys lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who they're kind of getting hot right now. So maybe that's something to it. But teams can slip to these teams. The 49ers, they're not only not slipping to these teams and, and losing, they are beating these teams handily. Like, they are pounding these teams. They pounded the team, the Miami Dolphins. They pounded the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They pounded the Washington Commanders in the second half. So uh, maybe if those games are really tight and they're just winning by the skin of their teeth and you're saying, man, these teams aren't even good, then, you know, I'll give you that. But they are really kind of imposing their will on these opponents to where I look at it. Like, I think it's just a team that's hitting a stride at the right time. They have a lot of weapons. They're fairly healthy. And they're only getting healthier getting guys back like Javon Kinlaw, now Debo Samuel, and everyone everyone else. So I think they're they're kind of building that continuity at the right time to where I don't think it really matters who they play. It it is kind of interesting because obviously this weekend they get the Las Vegas Raiders and look the Raiders got a lot more going on in their locker room than the 49ers do and and it all kind of surrounds the quarterback in Derek Carr as a guy in Derek Carr who's been the starter since 2014 since he came into the league hasn't missed more than two games in a regular season and is now shown the door when technically the Raiders have not been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, would you view that as as a slap in the face, or you know, kind of just why would you you treat a guy who's been your franchise quarterback for the better part of a decade like that? Do you see what how the Raiders are treating Derek Carr, or you know how they've kind of just excused him, whether it be due to being a distraction or not? Is is that a slight? Yeah, I think that's a very different situation, especially for someone who has built up so much equity in that organization. I mean, this is a guy who for years now said, I will not play for another team in the NFL. I am a Raider for life, and if I'm not going to be a Raider, I will retire. And then you go ahead, and at the end of the year, when you still are mathematically in it, you need some things to go your way, but you just not only bench him, but kind of excuse him from the team. Uh, I would assume that a lot of the players feel some type of way about that in the locker room. I mean, you heard even with the 49ers trading for Trey Lance and, and going from him, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, that whole situation, and how guys, you know, it's like, hey, you know, Jimmy was their guy. And I'm pretty sure a lot of guys felt a certain way about it in the locker room. Then you have to go out there and prove that you can win with the young guy. You've seen Brock Purdy do it. But ultimately, guys do have certain guys back. And to, to bench a guy like Derek Carr, who's been a stalwart in that organization, it, it, it's a little weird. And I'd say that the blame will likely go to – Josh McDaniels, the head coach, and the team might, I mean, you're going to go out there and, and try to play your best, but, man, I, I could see guys maybe not being all the way into it like they would otherwise. Yeah, I'm kind of with you, Eric. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate that answer, because it's going to be a challenge for them to, to come out and play with their hair on fire, kind of, if you're, the, if you're a, a Raider, but uh, we'll see what happens, man. Hey, uh, they thank, might, they yeah. actually might They might come out and play hard. But once they get punched in the mouth, you're more, they'll probably yeah. hold it a lot faster without Derek Carr as opposed to be, having them um, out there with them. I think that's a fair statement. True. Hey, yeah. Eric, uh, happy new year to you. Thank you so much for joining us. And uh, we'll listen to you on the uh, Locked on 49ers podcast.
All right. Happy holidays, guys. Yes, sir. It's Eric Crocker. Yeah, a couple things there. I mean, I, I'm, I'm totally with him about Derek Carr. I, I I understand the financial ramifications of leaving him in and you know the risk that you're taking. But, again, why give him the money last year if there's even a possibility that you don't think he's going to be your franchise quarterback for the next half a decade? It, it just doesn't really make any sense. And I know the Raiders haven't been, you know, the the most well-run organization in the last decade or even going back a couple, but I, I just don't really get it. Like, if any other team did that to a guy that has been the face of their franchise, so to speak, we would look at them and say, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I think we are, like, yeah. looking at them and, yeah. and saying that. And I, I also think that, I mean, you're right about the situation with Carr. The thing is, I feel like, no, I... What they're doing makes sense. It's kind of a D move. Yeah. And I don't like it, but it makes sense. Bottom line is, they're looking at the playoffs saying, that's a joke. We're not making the playoffs. We know that. And look, let's can we put the rat on the table? The last thing they want is for Derek Carr to get hurt and then be saddled with him next year. That's the bottom line. They don't because they want to move off him. Yeah. No, you know, I I was going to say the other thing too is athletes really don't care about the media. I mean, that's. No, I don't think so. Well, it depends. Well, you know, Most, yeah, not, he was saying if a story's balance. written about you, but it's also like, yeah, I see a report in the locker room. It's. I don't, I don't care. I'm, yeah. I'm focused on what I got to do. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of with you there. Uh, I asked Eric Crocker, you know, like, when I, and this just came into my head. I'm interested to get your thoughts. So we've, we know, we, we know what the Niners' recipe for success is. Mm-hmm. It's based on a running game. It's based on Kyle Shanahan's schemes. It's based on having a f- bunch of weapons. Based on having a big-time offensive line um, built on defense. So we know how they can how they win. But what's going to get them beat? And here's here's where I think I've changed my mind. I think what's going to end up getting them beat is their defense not their offense. And what I mean by that is, you know, when Garoppolo was here and, and, and Lance and they were a little inconsistent, there's no doubt that we thought this team should score more. And then they get McCaffrey and now Purdy. The point is, is like, their offense kind of is what it is, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I guess Brock Purdy could throw three interceptions, but it's hard to see because... Shanahan won't allow him to to throw three interceptions because he'll call safer plays. He'll be more conservative or running. That's my my, that's my thought. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, I think if the 49ers get beat, somebody's going to put 35, 38 on them. Yeah, I'm with you. I do think it. And as great as that defense is, no. And and Crocker made a good point. It's if they do fail, it's. I know everyone wants to point at the quarterback, but it's probably going to be because of one of their strengths or the foundations that this team is built upon that for whatever reason that day doesn't show up. So their defense or, like he said, their run game. And he referenced the Atlanta Falcons game. I know they had some starters out in that game. But if the Niners cannot effectively run the football, and this is really the test that we're going to see with Brock Purdy more than anything else, 
I, I know people have said, look, he's still got to check off a box of, can he, can he bring you back in a game? Well, one of the reasons that he's always playing ahead is because they can run the football and they can run it effectively early in games. Okay, well, against a team that has, like we thought Washington had a you know good front. So they, for the most part, were able to slow the 49ers in the first half. I mean, it was a tie game going in. So the 49ers, if they do lose a postseason game, I'm with you, Stein. It's going to be because the defense has a bad day and the offense is not good enough to score 35, 38 points to keep pace with a team that is that is able to limit what you want to do. Like, if the 49ers can't run the football, then I don't know how good Brock Purdy really is. I mean, I don't think he'll turn the ball over three times in a game, but there might be a scenario where he's not turning the ball over, but they're, they're just going three and out. Like, they're, they're just punting the ball and giving it back to the other side to where, look, Washington had a chance in the game last weekend in the first half. They dominated time of possession. And that didn't carry over to the second half, but there might be a team out there better than Washington that can control the clock. And when you're a 49ers team that likes to put together sustained drives, likes to get into a rhythm, well, what if another team doesn't let you get into your rhythm? Yeah, or what if you turn it over early and you're playing from behind? See, and, and that's kind of the thing with the Washington game. I, I get it. They ended up winning, what, 37-20? Yeah. But Washington comes up short from the one in the first half of that game. And then midway through a 14-7 to game, or I should say midway through the third quarter of a 14-7 game, Rob Rivera does something that he just kind of lost his patience. It's a one-score game, you know? I mean, that's a game where I want you to really follow me. I'm not saying, oh, 49ers are lucky. They're not lucky. They're 11-4. and They're really good. But so, the, the, the playoff game you play – might be against a team that scores on that first drive. Or, no, they punt it away, and they now they got you deep in your own territory, and you're upset 14-7, but you got to be a little more careful. Like, all that changes. So I, But, like, the one, the one thing, and this is where the schedule comes in to me, and, of course, it'll be an easy take, but it'll be a real take, is if they get to the Super Bowl, and then Mahomes beats them 40-20. Or Allen beats him 40-20. Or Burrow beats him 40-20. Or Jalen Hurts beats him 40-20. Or Dak beats him. You don't think we're going to say, oh, geez, they gave up 30. Well, they didn't see an offense like that all year. No, I'm with you. And I think that the Niners... Look, Minnesota? They're, look, they're not built to win a shootout. And so I think that's what we're kind of questioning is, all right, if they get into a game that gets into the late 20s, Mid thirties, can they win that game? The Xfinity Mobile text line, you know, if any team's going to lose if their defense gives up thirty five a game, well, I don't know. Like, is Patrick Mahomes phased by his defense giving up thirty five points? No, because he can put up forty two. Is Josh Allen, like you said, phased by a thirty point defensive? No, because they can score. If the Niners, and again, it's a big if. But if they do have an off day on defense, like there is a fine line for what they exactly. are allowed to do. Like their defense has to be, and this is why we were talking about, I think a few weeks ago, like if this really is an all time defense or historic defense, well, then yes, they, they can win the Super Bowl, but their defense has to be that each and every playoff game. And you just wonder, well, if they have an off day, if. 
you know, if Kansas City comes to town like they did earlier this season, or you know, maybe the offense has an off day like they did against Atlanta, they could get beat. Yeah, uh, from the five one zero, horrible take. Uh, damn there, every team's going to lose if their D gives up 35 a game. My God. Yeah, I, I get that. That's not my point, though. My, my point is when I'm envisioning how the 49ers get eliminated, all right, I know how they can win the Super Bowl. I know it. We know how they can win the Super Bowl. But if it, if it doesn't happen, besides the, well, oh, maybe Purdy throws four interceptions. No. there There is something about I do think their defense is really, really good. But I do think there are scenarios out there in which a really good quarterback scores points against them, like Mahomes did. And all I mean by that is the 49ers' defense may be so good, but you know what? They played two bad games this year one against the Chiefs and once against the Bills, and that's what. But. Like, those are the games the defense has to hold. Like, the defense will have to hold Kansas City to 24. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that and that's the – like, even though the defense is better than the offense, the defense is going to have to kind of perform at a higher level than the offense would have to and still win the game. Yeah, no, if the 49ers lose a playoff game, I think most people would probably look at the offense, but the first place I think you have to look is is the defense because that's been the strength of this team. That's how they've that's how they've won games. I guess look, the last four weeks when Brock Purdy's taken over, they scored thirty points in three of those four games. But that's because he has had the ultimate safety blanket of all right. Even if I don't score this, I, I know we're putting together drives, we're scoring points. But if I don't, it doesn't matter. Because we're getting the ball back in all likelihood in three or four plays. So the defense is where this team is going to win and lose, I think. And it doesn't, I know they, they aren't involved in scoring points, but if that is the heart, if that is the identity of your team, that's why I do feel like if Brock Purdy has a bad game in the playoffs, I can't necessarily fault him for that because. If you're listing reasons why the 49ers should win a football game, the quarterback might be third behind, obviously, the defense, but then the running game, I would put second. And that's what Eric Crocker was saying is, look, if, they're, if they lose a game, it's because they can't well, run the football. Well, yeah, and that's where, that's where I actually disagree. Because like this is where I, I like to take, let's go through the progression. Okay, when do you find out you can't run the football? Oh, midway through the second, maybe when if, if you're down. Here's what okay. If they can't, here's what I think about their offense now. Mm-hmm. If they can't run the football, they still should be able to score some points because Brock Purdy's their best passing quarterback that's played this year. He's he he just makes their offense better. Agreed. So if the, okay. So I believe the Niners. I mean they're they're. Their offense is going to be there. And now that might only be 20. They might, we're get, they're going to get you 24 a game in the playoffs. Well, to me, that's going to win. That might get you to the Super Bowl, but you're going to lose the Super Bowl. And the reason you're going to lose the Super Bowl is because, and maybe I'm not blaming the defense, but it's going to be because the defense can't shut a team down, an offensive team down, like they did teams during the regular season. I think we've also seen in the last couple like, of postseasons. Like, yeah. Okay, 
like I could see their defensive backfield, in essence, being a reason that they get beat in the playoffs. There's a quarterback, the like the line, the opposing offensive line does a little bit better, and they keep their quarterback protected. And their quarterback is better than anybody they saw during the regular season outside Mahomes. And their wide receivers are really good, and now all of a sudden, the guys who might be running free are getting hit. I mean, getting hit with passes. That's how I see them losing. I think it's also a situation where... If they lose. In in the postseason, too, if you're in a spot where you, you got to have it, and it's a drive where you need it, I'm more inclined to trust the team with a dominant quarterback than a dominant defense. Just the way that the game is set up. It is more advantageous to offenses. And so if you're telling me there's a final drive and there's Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow on the other side. Well, I'm sorry. Like I'm expecting those quarterbacks to score, not this defense necessarily to get the stop. Like Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. If he doesn't score, that's the shock, I think. Well, but then that's also, then then when it's all said and done, the 49ers did have one of the greatest defenses of all time. That's what we're going to find out, right? I think. I mean, right. that that's, that's the test, is can this defense, along with what Brock Purdy gives you and at a, a different level than Jimmy Garoppolo and more than Trey Lance, can this defense be the focal force of a, of a Super Bowl caliber team, a Super Bowl winning team? I mean, that's the expectation. They, oh. I guess we got to acknowledge they haven't played a lot of good quarterbacks this year, or they haven't played the best. Who are the top five quarterbacks? Oh, they, they played Mahomes. Mahomes. Right, yeah, they Mahomes. Played Mahomes. No Josh Allen, no Burrow. If you don't think Brady's there, it might might be Herbert. Hurts. That's true. They beat Herbert. They beat Herbert. Um, but they were they were banged up. Yep. But. And, and listen, I'm not, I'm not saying the 49ers are going to get beat. I'm just saying we know how they're going to win the, the, the title. They're going to run the ball. They're going to be creative. They're going to use their weapons, and their defense is going to be staunch. I just think if I'm envisioning them getting beat, I just think it's going to be – it's got to be like a Mahomes doing what he did to them in the regular season. And I think that's, that's also, all. It's also a compliment, too. It's like, yes, we are – we are trying to figure out how this team may or may not lose, but that that is also giving credit to the fact that this defense has been so damn good that it is going to take a Mahomes in all likelihood to beat them. 408, the Dolphins receivers were wide open all game. Now, I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah. So if you're telling me Mahomes is throwing to those guys, the you, natural assumption is. In trouble. But we'll see. We'll see. Nobody's saying they can't. We got Monty Poole on the we other side. We got Monty Poole on the other side. All right, Monty Poole on the other side, NBC Sports Bay Area. We'll talk some Warriors, then we'll wrap up. Ah, oh, what a year. What a year on 95.7 The Game. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. 
If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-543-3399. That's 800-543-3399. 800-543-3399. Hi, I'm Aaron, owner of California Deluxe Windows. Ever notice? When your neighbors get new windows, there is a large black eye of broken stucco, uneven plaster, and even mismatched paint. At California Deluxe Windows, we never leave a ring around the window. Why? Because we are one of the only companies in California who custom crafts every window and door to your home's exact measurements. Almost everyone else on the radio is a distributor. They grab a window from a warehouse, break open your walls, shove it in, and patch things up. At California Deluxe Windows, we take pride in our work. Our installation technique is so precise, we do not break your stucco. Your house could be covered with potato chips, and we wouldn't crack one. Call now, and for a limited time, you get 30% off your entire order and 24 months of interest-free financing. 800-874-3600. 800-874-3600. That's 800-874-3600. California Deluxe Windows. Windows engineered for life. Certain terms and conditions apply. CSLB number 774518. I bet you folks are glad to be done with your shopping. Hopefully, all your gifts went well. But there's one last store to visit. This time, just for yourself. Your chance to get one of the top-rated Samsung, LG, or Sony TVs at a crazy low price. Where? At Video Only's year-end clearance sale. A great way to end the year. If you don't check out these deals at Video Only, you'll be sorry. It's go time, California. The year-end sellathon is going on now. Inventory is here now and moving fast. So it's go time. Now get 1.9% APR for 60 months plus 1,000 retail bonus cash on a 2022 Ford F-150 and Explorer. Go to the year-end sellathon at your California Ford dealer today. Now during the year-end sellathon, get low leases on select 2022 and 2023 Ford vehicles. It's go time. Only at your California Ford dealer. Hurry in now. It all ends January 3rd. Now get a 2022 Ford F-150 or 2022 Ford Explorer with 1.9% APR for 60 months plus 1,000 retail bonus cash. Not all buyers will qualify for Ford Credit Financing. 1.9% APR financing for 60 months at $17.48 per month for $1,000 finance regardless of down payment. Bonus cash includes 1,000 retail bonus cash. Residency restrictions apply. For all offers, take new retail delivery from an authorized Ford dealer stock by 1-3-2023. See dealer for qualifications and complete details. Life is uncertain. It's okay to feel stressed, anxious, worried, or frustrated. CalHOPE can help. Access CalHOPE's free and secure mental health resources. Call 833-317-4673 or live chat at calhope.org. Hi, I'm your on PTO. It's almost the end of the year, and if you don't put me on a timesheet, I will be gone forever. Use me or lose me. Let's get away. It's getaway time. Get our best deals of the season on a new Hyundai. It's your journey. Own every mile at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR, zero payments for 90 days, and 500 bonus cash on select vehicles. Hurry to your local Hyundai dealer. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offer ends 1323. Call 1-562-314-4603 for complete offer details. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? 
Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code GOLF. For an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code G-O-L-F. Use code GOLF. For an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cashback's not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war in the term life industry. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man aged 45 non-smoker can get a million dollars of coverage for $75 per month. Level rate for 10 years. Or a man aged 50 non-smoker can obtain... $500,000 of coverage for a monthly premium of $110, level rate for 20 years. That's right, guaranteed level rate for 20 years. If you're a smoker, we have great rates available for you as well. At Term Busters, we specialize in policies of $500,000 and above. If you're looking for a new or replacement term life insurance, call today for a quote. 800-786-9161. You're probably paying more than you should. Call one 800 786-9161. Remember, 1-800-786-9161. Sample rate quotes based on preferred non-smoker rate class. Exam required to qualify. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, Evan Giddings in for Daryl the Guru Johnson. I'm Matt Steinmetz, and the Golden State Warriors take on the Portland Trailblazers tonight, 7 o'clock, Chase Center. Joining us right now, NBC Sports Bay Area, Monty Poole. He covers the Golden State Warriors. What's up, Monty? Happy New Year, buddy. Hey, Happy New Year to y'all. How y'all doing? Uh, we're doing great. We're doing great. We uh, Yesterday, we were talking about a, a Warriors turning a corner, and we got into semantics, whether you can turn a corner uh, without getting those road problems solved or not. But what has been the difference between 
this team when they came back from New York and this team now? Well, I think a couple of things. One, um, you're seeing guys start to figure out things that they still had difficulty figuring out even two weeks ago, uh, spe- specifically on offense. Um, there were times when the offense would just die, and you wondered why. Well, I mean, when you have an offense built around one guy and that guy's not available, uh, meaning Stephen Curry, it takes a while for guys to kind of recalibrate and figure out how to make it work. And then you also have the issue where you don't have Andrew Wiggins, you know, and that and Clay Thompson didn't play in, in some in one game in the back to back on Wednesday. So you've got a lot of things in the air to deal with, and I, it, it it means adjustments all the time. And when you have to make that many adjustments on the fly and your team is mostly young guys with a couple of vets sprinkled in there right now, it's tough. I mean, Wednesday night they had who were the vets that weren't available? Steph, Clay, Wiggs, Michael Green. I mean, <laughs> who, who I try to say who the vets who were the vets that were available? Well, Draymond and Loon. <laughs> you know. So it's it's a it's a lot to try and process and, and work through and win a basketball game. I just thought the game the other night against Utah was um, maybe their best win of the season because it showed uh, a certain resilience that I wasn't sure they had. It showed a lot of grit. Uh, that was a game that I, 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 I that was an L. Right. That was a loss. That was a loss. And they found a way to win it. And I was like, okay, that's that's impressive. Now, if they can bottle that that determination and take that into the next game, the next game, the next game, uh, they may have something. But as Steve Kerr likes to say, we need to, you know, kind of get some momentum built here. And right now, you're just at the beginning of that. Yeah, no, Monty, that, that's a great point. Against Utah, look, it's a tie game with five and a half left against Charlotte. It's a tie game with three minutes left. Those feel like losses, you know, a few weeks ago, a month ago, that then turn into wins. And a big part of that has been a lot of the young guys, and even throwing Anthony Lamb and Ty Jerome in with the Kaminga, Wiseman, and Moody. What have you seen in the last few games from the, you know, the young core from the Golden State Warriors that wasn't there a month ago? Well, you look at the other night against the Hornets. I mean, who closed that game? Jordan Poole and Jonathan Kaminga. <laughs> I mean, we've seen Jordan close out opponents before. We saw it some last year. We've seen him you know, kind of put the, the, the dagger in the, into opponents. But Jordan and J.K. scored 11 of the last 12 points in that game the other night. And that's usually the territory you, you look to Steph and, and Clay and Wiggs and those guys. And, and Clay was out there. <laughs> Clay was out there. But it was Jordan and, and, and J.K. that did that. And it was like, okay, that means something when you have two young guys working together to close out a teammate. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, an opponent. And yeah, I mean, Utah's a decent team this year. They're playing better than me people thought they would be. But uh, and I thought that would be a game that they would. That I'm sorry, the Charlotte Hornets are not that good, but Utah is a good team this year. And so they back it up the next night. You look at Ty Jerome. <clears throat> you look at uh, Lamb, and you also look at Patrick Baldwin Jr. Yep. Yeah, the chance. You know, so. Seeing the young guys show signs of development, let's face it, man, the Warriors invested a whole lot of money in their player development process. Um, that They did that before last season. You know, they realized, okay, look, at some point we're going to have to get younger. If we're going to get younger, we want to stay good. How do we stay good and stay young or get young? Uh, let's let's uh, Rather than go after big-name free agents that are 30-ish, let's 
go ahead and and revamp our player development department. Now, it's radical in the sense that they didn't go young. They went super young. The last five guys they've drafted lottery picks were all 19-year-olds. They're all teenagers. That's radical. Uh, and, and so that's why, that's another reason why there are so many growing pains because you just, you don't draft teenagers in three successive drafts and expect that to just, voila, become great. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. So yeah. they're working through some of that. They're still not great, but, you know, you can see signs of, of development and signs of progress. Monty Pohl joining us on 95.7 The Game. He works for NBC Sports Bay Area, covers the Golden State Warriors. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, up until a week or two ago, when we, just the umbrella about the young Warriors. Well, it's Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody. Kaminga, Wiseman, Moody. Okay. So they've been up and down, maybe a little bit disappointing. What, what I'm wondering is, and I, I get it, uh, the other three guys weren't high draft picks. They're not as highly sought after. But now it's a point where Ty Jerome... Lamb and Baldwin. Now that's six really young, but I forget Pool. But that's six really young players. I look at the Warriors over the years. They've had like Wanamaker, Ian Clark. They drafted McCaw. He left. McAdoo, Jacob Evans didn't work out. Do any? Of, I mean, are we looking at guys who could be long-term Warriors um, in in terms of Jerome and Lamb, or it's too early to say that, or? You know, at, at what point do you kind of lump all six of them in together and just say, you know, we we got half our team that's young? <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I think it's too early to say that uh, on both those guys. I mean, Jerome's value went up because Curry went out, and so you need another ball handler. You know, before Steph, when Steph was healthy, Ty wasn't getting a lot of playing time, and with Steph out, they need him, and and, and Lamb's getting playing time anyway because. He's more trusted than some of the young guys are. The teammates trust him. The coaches trust him to do stuff that helps them win games. So he, he was getting playing time even before Wiggins went down, and Wiggins goes down, and Lamb becomes a little bit more important. But yeah. I don't know that either of those guys are long-term warriors. I mean, I think Jerome is 25. Lamb's about to be 25. Uh, and so it's to go from two-way to being a long-term piece of the team, that's a huge leap. Yeah. You know, and Gary Payton the second could have done it, but the Warriors didn't want to pay for him. <laughs> but he would have done it. Um, but but yeah, I think the Warriors are really they're Lamb and Jerome are two guys that are holding the fort down uh, in the minds of the Warriors until the young guys can kind of get up to speed. Gotcha. And right now, it means that they're playing a lot because um, you know you got a couple of guys that are down, a couple of veterans that are down, so the young guys are playing more, and you also got the two way guys playing. So. I suspect when the Warriors get healthy again, uh, that you'll see less of the two-way guys, and maybe by that time, you know, maybe you know, talking about two or three weeks out, maybe by that time you'll see more of the young guys getting a few more regular minutes, guys like Moody and Kaminga. Monty, we've you know we've obviously given credit to the young guys. We mentioned Poole, Thompson, Looney, <clears throat> but obviously Draymond Green has, I think, really stepped his game up. Even the last few, Memphis plus thirteen, Hornets plus five, Jazz plus six. How much of a safety net is he to this team when they are, as he put in his own words, before the homestand in a fragile place? What is his consistency brought to this team when he's been locked in like this? <clears throat> Draymond, when he's on his game, he is like the ultimate backline of a de- backline defender. Um, I mean, <laughs> Utah is huge. You know, I mean, they come in and they got Kessler seven one and 
Olenek is 6'11", and Markkinen is 7 is seven feet, and Vanderbilt 6'9". And the first half of the game, you're thinking, the Warriors can't deal with these guys. They're just too big. They're taking every, They're getting offensive rebounds. They're not giving the Warriors anything on the glass, and they're blocking shots when guys go into the paint. But in the fourth quarter, Utah scored 13 points. They got four field goals. <laughs> they shot four of 25 in the fourth quarter. And I'm going to say that the primary reason for that defense is Draymond. Um, he was blocking shots. He was gunking up their offense. He was getting in the way. He was getting steals. And so you just saw his importance. They don't win that game without him, no matter what the other guys do. Right. Yeah, he wasn't a big scorer down the stretch. No, that, that wasn't him. Uh, but he, his defense, I mean, when you hold a team to 13 in the fourth quarter, <laughs> yeah, that's a rare thing. And, and yeah, without that, now. they don't win that game. So Draymond has been spectacular most of, most of the season. He's had a few games that were, you know, I would say dog games. But for the most part, he has been really, really good. I mean, he is playing like a guy who knows his contract status is a little shaky. He can come back if he wants to. He can leave if he wants to. He's playing like a guy who, who understands his situation. Yeah, I agree with that, Monty. Yeah. Hey, uh, happy new year, buddy, and uh, look forward to catching up in the uh, 2023. Yes, sir. Y'all take care. All right, that's Monty Poole, NBC Sports Bay Area. Longtime Bay Area journalist, and I don't use that word lightly. Long time? What does that got to be, like 20 plus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm a long time Bay Area media horse's ass, don't you? <laughs> Monty Poole isn't. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, who won the uh, the ACC championship game? Now this is this is something I actually didn't know. Of course you don't know it. I bet, listen, you give me a list of teams, I'll bet you can't even tell me the conferences anymore. I mean, well, I, I might be able to tell you, but... Like I said, I walked out and said, why is Maryland playing North Carolina State? What's this, the ACC championship? Nobody even heard of the ACC, it felt like. Like, it felt like. Well, I, not, I thought Maryland literally. was in the ACC. They are. They've been in the Big so Ten since 2014. Both those teams are in the Atlantic Coast Conference. Thank you. About Rutgers. Am I right? If you stop watching your game on ESPN Classic, you'll know that's changed. <laughs> like, I know Rutgers is in the Big Ten because that's a joke. What about... Texas Tech. No clue what conference they're in. Texas Tech? Big 12. Big 12. Texas A&M. SEC. Montana State. Big Sky. Montana? Montana State is Big Sky. Big Sky, yeah. Thank you, John. You guys are starting to piss me off. Why can't Boston College? Boston College? ACC. Pretty soon we're going to have to get what sport, though, right? That's true. Uh, Which sport? Notre Dame. Football. Independent. There you go. Notre Dame basketball. Big East. ACC. What's Georgetown in? Boy, they stink. They're in the newly created Big East, right? <laughs> See, that's all. You're, you're making my point. Anyway, uh, who won that game? North Carolina State, the Wolfpack? Maryland, 16-12. to 12. Okay, I like the Terps. Tua Tungavailoa's brother. The quarterback for the Terps. Nice! Um, I have a bunch of stuff on my list to Tie up some loose ends here. Uh, somebody, had texted, somebody had texted in earlier about, you know, I said, you know, Wiseman scored 30 in a game. That's not easy. Of course, somebody texts in and says, Earl Boykin scored 30 in a game eight times. Earl Boykins is 5'5". Five, five. So I just started thinking. Earl Boykins is a baller. Exactly. 
No, here's what I meant. Just take some seven. Listen, I'm going to go back. Seven footers. Yeah. Marjanovic. He's never shot a uh, Boban. He's never made. He's never scored thirty in a game. I would bet against no chance. it. Yeah. Uh, you think Sean Bradley ever scored thirty in a game? He actually might. I wasn't familiar with his game. In the words of Shaquille O'Neal. How about uh, DeAndre Jordan? DeAndre Jordan never scored thirty in a game. I'm gonna say he, no. I would say yes. How? You got fifteen dunks. <laughs> I mean. He got 15 lobs from Chris Paul. But my point is there's more seven-footers who've never scored 30 than who have scored 30. Yes. I, Don't you think? I think so. I mean, I'm just trying to think of right. Like, the ones right now in the league, like Capella, you think he ever scored 30 points? He probably did because, I'll tell you why, though, because teams are willing to give up the lob to Capella as opposed to an open three-point shot. So... I bet you, yeah, Capella has, I would say. DeAndre Jordan, career-high 30 points against the Celtics in 2018. Yeah. So that's a no, essentially. <laughs> well, what, what's what's the next highest James Wiseman has scored? I think he probably had a 30-point game his rookie year. Did he? I, I know he had a high 20s. Against Rick, Minnesota, right? Rick Smiths absolutely had 30 in a game. The Dutch. Now, Luke Longley and Will Purdue. See, that's where I was going, 5-1-0. I'm thinking John Koncak, Joe Klein, Mark McNamara. What about Gobert? Rudy scored 30 points. Yeah, he probably has. But, well, there, there's also probably less seven-footers now. Joakim Noah. I think he actually did score 30 in a game. Okay. Taco I, fail. Fall? Oh, I'm sorry. You don't... Easy. <laughs> no, th- I also think there's probably less seven-foot... It feels like there's less seven-footers now than there was, I don't know, 20 years ago. Just because there's less emphasis on the big man. Well, here we go. Okay. I'm just off the top of my head. Phoenix Suns, Aiton. He probably has. Yeah. Their backup used to be or was JaVale McGee. Yep. He ever scored 30? And then Bismarck Biambo. No chance. Either of them? I don't think so. Ah, McGee? JaVale? Well, JaVale? He, he was at one point a starter, right? 408 says, Jack Sigma, you better be careful. That's a Hall of Famer, Chief. Jack Sigma scored 30. Jack Sigma was Joe good. Kim Noah's career high twenty five. You were right. Wow. See, how about Bill Wennington? Like he never scored thirty, did he? he Bill he, Wennington. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Former Chicago Bull. He bought a car off of JD's dad. <laughs> That's true. JaVale, that is true. Javale McGee career high thirty three points, twenty blocks, or twenty rebounds, six blocks in one game. Who? In one game, twenty nineteen. Who he play for then? Phoenix? He wasn't. No chance he did that with the Warriors. Who was it? JaVale McGee? Might have been with uh, Javel, the, the, Wizards? An- the Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. Wait, what? He had 33, 20, and 6? Not in the same wow. game, right? See, this is where, you know, John, he, he's in 2023 already. Oh, and actually, I, I apologize. Joakim Noah did score 30. Appreciate How do you miss that? All you got to do is Google career high Joakim Noah. Javel McGee scored 33 in a game. Should I leave 49er fans with something to worry about a little bit? Yeah. Put them in their place. I'll tease JD. JD coming up with Krug, Larry Kruger at 2 o'clock. Yeah. You know, you look at the 49ers' losses this year. Who'd they lose to? Justin Fields. Yeah, kind of a running mobile quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah, he stunk. He stunk that game. <laughs> so bad. But he made a couple plays with his feet. 
at the end with his legs. All right, who else got the Niners? The Marcus Falcons. Mariota. Oh, man, he was just running the old Kaepernick offense. The old, uh, you know, what's it called? Uh, the option? Or yeah, read option. The pistol? Yeah, read option. I mean, Mariota made the 49ers look foolish. And who's he did? Who was their other loss? Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They better be careful. Yeah, but even look at the wins. How many of those are dual-threat quarterbacks? None. I wouldn't count. I wouldn't really count Geno Smith as one of those guys. No. Probably the closest one to be Murray, Point except it, he didn't play. See, this is an interesting, interesting thing. I think the 49ers could be susceptible to, like, a Kirk Cousins. He doesn't think so because he doesn't run well enough. No, he doesn't. So... You would have to the line would really have to hold up, but but those other guys they just take off. Kyler Murray last year. Well, when you got to have an extra Achilles defender, again, you got to have an extra defender to be aware of where the quarterback's going. That opens up the field a little bit more, and hopefully, you have a quarterback that can hit a guy over the middle that's open, unlike Tua Tagovailoa. We'll see what happens. It's gonna be fun. Gonna be fun. Uh, Raiders, of course. 49ers on Sunday, and tonight we've got Portland in town with Damian Lillard. And uh, feel free to download the Odyssey app and go back to the first hour of the show where my partner Evan Giddings just took Damian Lillard to task. Essentially called him gutless. I feel like I'm the first person to do it. You know, if we go back to your entire premise, which is you don't think that Damian Lillard takes the heat of other similar superstars or stars in the NBA for not winning a title. Yes. See, that in and of itself is an, is an interesting debate because I think there might be some people that say, yeah, I don't even think that's right. That, like, I wouldn't even agree with your premise. But I will say this. I, I do kind of agree a little bit with your premise. I, well, do, I do think, who's got a better rep, reputation, Harden or Lillard? Lillard. As a player. Lillard. Oh, as a pl- well, no, I no, think maybe it- even Lillard, yeah. Hmm. Like, That's interesting. I mean, the, the question essentially was, you know, what other athletes would have a, without a championship escape criticism wholly in the way that Damian Lillard does? And I, I heard some people saying, well, you know, that's really just a Bay Area thing. It's not a... Actually, I just thought of a guy. Yeah. So we're thinking of guys that... You, I'll tell you a guy I do not... Dan Marino. I do not hold it against Dan Marino that he didn't win a title. A Super Bowl championship. Is I mean, I get it. He didn't. But come on, man. Come on. If you're an MVP, well, this is maybe the Jokic question too. If you're if you're an MVP, haven't you pretty much proved everything there is to prove that you're the best player in the league? But you just don't have the surrounding cast. Right. So what do you do? Quit? Give up? Oh, you ring chase. Everyone knows that. I don't know about that. What, what oh. we got here, Craig? Yeah, go ahead. A couple seconds. Uh, twenty twenty three prediction over under. Half a championship for Bay Area sports teams, including the 49ers. Under. I'll take the over. On 95.7, the game. Jumpstart your savings with Commonwealth Central Credit Union. We'll even help you get started by giving you $200 when you open our high-yield GTKY savings account. Whether you want to build emergency savings, save for a big purchase, or put money aside for a special event, we're here to help you reach your financial goals. Jumpstart your savings with two. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.